It's the first Prez Monday check-in. We'll have a chat, but not spill tea. Hey, it's the first Prez Monday check-in. We got the Bible and Greg and me. A more powerfully mic'd version of the whatever this is. It's the <laughs> it's the Monday check-in. I forgot what it was. Yeah, for those of you who are watching us on YouTube, if you look at Damon, he's got uh, a microphone, and I have one too. Look. Ooh, they're all saying, ah, indeed, like we're, a fireworks display. That we're, microphone. We're upping the level of the quality of our broadcasts here on the Monday check-in, uh, leading to hopefully maybe having a, a space where we record these things and are actually looking at each other instead of just on a computer screen yeah it could be kind of nice when you watched fireworks displays did people applaud after them yep yeah so did we and we and did they ooh and ah they did they did and so that's not a uniquely midwestern phenomenon i can tell you that that also happens in the western u.s uh, Mm -hmm. in my arizona context it's also a pacific northwest phenomenon I wonder how how that came to be. How did that come to that's the that was the accepted firework watching etiquette. The oohs and the ahs or the yeah. or the applause. Well, all of it, I suppose. I mean, the applause is designed to show appreciation for the person that has done something, right? And so, in theory, sure, but that person the, is not there. Well, it depends on how far you are away from the <laughs> firework launcher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the ooze and the ahs, I think that's just a natural human reaction to s- yeah. when you see something beautiful. Now, do you applaud at the end of a movie if you go to see it at the theater? So that is something that I feel like is is waning. Mm-hmm. I feel like in my childhood, people would applaud at the end of the movie. I feel like I have not experienced that in, in a couple of decades. Yeah, I remember. I remember doing that. And do you audibly ooh and ah during the during the movie? Sometimes depends on the movie. Well, okay. Well, there you go. Fair enough. <laughs> this is the Monday check-in uh, <laughs> where we discuss current sequiturs. Uh, you know, you know, gazing culture, and uh, you know, a proper, not necessarily proper etiquette, just etiquette, I guess. How's that sound? I mean, I'm not even sure we frame it as etiquette, just reactions. I don't know. Because etiquette implies some sort of. That there is a proper way to do it. A right and a wrong or, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. socially acceptable. and, and mm-hmm. um, Well, let's, let's write to, uh, is it Emily Post? Why don't you write to Emily Post and ask her what the appropriate social Was etiquette she... is? Was she the original and now it's like her granddaughter that's doing it? I think that's the case with Dear Abby. I don't know if that's the case with uh with Emily Post. I think it I think it is. Someone will tell us. Maybe. Or not. In the, com- in the comments section. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In YouTube or SoundCloud, mm-hmm. whatever your preferred listening platform is. Let us know. Yeah. Speaking of etiquette, probably the proper way to introduce a video is to like introduce yourselves. And uh, so I'm Damon Jensen Heitman. I'm one of the pastors, First Presbyterian Church, Hastings, Nebraska, joined by Greg Allen Pickett, the other pastor at First Presbyterian Church in Hastings, Nebraska. Excited um, to be here yeah. with you, Damon. Yeah. 
And this is the Monday check-in where eventually we do a little bit of a preview of the scripture, some of the themes for the upcoming worship service at First Pres. And then we have a little mini chat Bible study related to that. And then we switch gears and we talk about the life of the church. And uh, we start with a word of prayer. Greg, would you like to offer the opening prayer? I'd be happy to. Let's, uh, let's pray. Gracious and loving God, thank you for the technology that allows us to gather together virtually and study your holy word and the claim that it places on our lives. Thank you for the many influences that, that, uh, that we have in our lives and also the many ways that your holy word has influenced our culture and our society. Today, as we study your word and we study uh, a song and a style of music, may your spirit move among us, a spirit that opens our eyes and our hearts to the ways that you're speaking to us in this day and age. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So this upcoming Sunday at First Prez, uh, we is going to uh, Gracie's uncle, the, the Bluegrass Americana group. Uh, Gracie's uncle, Gracie's uncles, uncles, uh, Gracie's possessive uncles, plural. Is that correct? Indeed. Okay. Uh, we'll be here to help lead worship on this coming Sunday. And, uh, they have, uh, selected an anthem for us. The title of which is I'm using the Bible for a roadmap. Is that that's correct, isn't that it? That is my understanding. Okay. And so we're going to go ahead and give that a listen and then uh, read a, a little passage of scripture and go from there. So I need to click a couple of buttons. I've done so successfully once, and now I'm going to do so successfully again. Okay. Uh, and do you remember who's doing this version? Um, let's Reno see. and somebody. Yeah. Arthur Lee Smiley and Don Reno. Arthur Lee Smiley and Don Reno. I'll ask top is heaven, so 
Okay, there you go. So that's, uh, I'm using my Bible for a roadmap as performed by uh, whomever that was again, Reno and somebody. Who was it again? Reno and Smiley. Reno and Smiley. Oh, and, and three other guys. Reno and Smiley and three other guys. I assume Reno and Smiley are the guys in suits. That was my assumption. But, uh, maybe somebody will tell us. We'll find out. So, and one of the scriptures that uh, we're considering using <laughs> for that Sunday, there's much about this Sunday that is uh, currently in flux. But I think that this passage uh, relates well to that to that song. So uh, this comes from Luke chapter four. Uh, it's verses 14 through 30 is what I'm going to read. Oh, you're going for all of it, man. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, the context is important. So the sits M. Laban. Yeah. The sitting in life. Uh, so it starts at, at, port, at verse 14. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him. And were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, is not this Joseph's son? He said to them, doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, doctor, cure yourself. And you will say, do here also in your hometown the things that we have heard you did at Capernaum. And he said, truly, I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. But the truth is, there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a severe famine over all the land. Yet Elijah was sent to none of them except to a widow at Zarephath in Sidon. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage they got up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so that they might hurl him off the cliff. But he passed through the midst of them and went on his way. There ends that reading as well. Uh, Damon, what you got? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's... It's an interesting song, and I think, and it, uh, while I was reading this passage, um, I also thought about the, uh, the passage from Acts, from uh, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, um, that uh, depict people reading scripture, like depict people reading scripture within scripture. Um, obviously, the things that they were reading were not known as the Bible 
to them, right? The song talks about the the Israelites um, using the Bible as a roadmap. They crossed the Red Sea of Destruction for God was there to see them through. Well, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't use the Bible as we know it didn't exist. They may have had some scrolls of scripture that they read. Um, they wouldn't have called it the Bible, but um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I have a 12 year old living in my house who is uh, very still somewhat literal and practical. And so uh, I just have this funny vision in my head for those of you who have traveled to the Middle East, the distance from Egypt to Jerusalem, the promised land, uh, if you were to walk it on foot directly, and let's say we had a big group that's traveling, right? So let's say you can average 10 miles a day, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's, it's like 200 miles from Egypt to Jerusalem. So if your group is averaging 10 miles a day, how many days should that take you to get from Egypt to Jerusalem? Oh, man, 20? 20 days. And how okay. many how many days did it take the Israelites to wander from Egypt to Jerusalem? Well, you can do it in years. Convert it to years for me. To Jerusalem? Uh, to, they to, want... to the promised land. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, 40 times... <clears throat> 365.25. Right. So 40 years, mm-hmm. a journey that if it was direct would take 20 days, took them 40 years. So if they were indeed using their Bible as a roadmap, it's not a very effective roadmap, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. And part of that passage, actually, after the Israelites are uh, successfully free from Egypt, um, God leads them by the, the 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 cloud of fire and the pillar of smoke, right during the day and the night. And the width of the scripture read, God intentionally leads them by the roundabout way, um, which I was a as a line of scripture that I find compelling for a number of reasons, um, in that it. In some ways, it serves as sort of a reminder. There are some things that we really can only learn by getting lost to some degree, um, which I find really helpful, (laughs) actually, at times, and which is kind of a contrast to this song. Um, Though there's the kind of implies, you know, you, you follow the Bible and and there's no rough roads, right? It's kind of smooth sailing. And which is also in contrast, which is why before we started recording, you said to me, oh, you're going to read this whole passage? <laughs> and I said, well, yeah, I am. Because uh, Jesus here, let's say that he's following the roadmap uh, of the scripture. And it doesn't really go well for him. Right. Uh, they try to throw him off of a cliff. Right. So when, yeah, go ahead. So, well, I mean, and it gets to the heart of what's the purpose of a roadmap. Is it exclusively to get from point A to point B? 
or like I love studying mm. maps. So does Esther. Um, but I love studying them to understand the geography and the topography and, and even the, the, the movement of peoples and, and all that stuff. And so, I mean, in theory, you know, generally growing up, a roadmap was, was what you used to get from point A to point B. Now, now we just use the, the GPS on our devices. Right. But, mm -hmm. um, but studying maps and roadmaps is a fascinating thing. Uh, and, and that's kind of what Jesus is doing when he rolls, unrolls the, the, the scroll from the prophet Isaiah there in the, in the temple. He, he's not saying this is how we're going to get from point A to point B. He's, he's offering a survey of the landscape in which he will be ministering and the ministry to which he is called. Yeah, I suppose a roadmap shows you the possibilities. There we go. Right. But it shows you the options. If you want to get from Russ's to the middle school, well, here's a street map of Hastings. And you, there's, there's actually a lot of ways that you could go <laughs> to get from, from Russ's to the middle school. And there's lots of different houses that you could see along the way. And, um, and, and that sort of, that sort of stuff, which which makes sense. Um, and I think that also roadmaps, um, roadmaps have to be interpreted to some extent, at least. I mean, they are, roadmaps are metaphorical. Are they not? Is that, let's say Highway 6 looks like this, Right. Yeah. On a roadmap, like Highway 6 here is represented by this. And we get the major features of it right, but um, but there are also things that, about it that you can only know in detail by traveling along it, I suppose. Um and but scripture is the same sway. Like scripture has to be interpreted, um, in which makes me think of the Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Um the, the Philip goes up to him and says, do you know what you're reading? He says, well, how can I, unless somebody tells me <laughs> what I'm reading that, um, that the scripture has to be interpreted and, and there are any number of ways of interpreting it. Right. I, do you remember um, someone once upon a time said the Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. Did anybody ever? I was not part of my uh, Christian cultural upbringing. Pass that little gem <laughs> along to you, um, which sounds nice, but it's really not. And some of the stuff I guess in there is fairly self-evident. But like the Ten Commandments, which is referenced here in the song, right? Sure, but even then, like, what does it mean? Honor your father and mother. What, okay, but what does that mean? How? Well, David, um, your parents were here visiting this weekend. Do you find that you honored them? I don't know. I mean, you'd really have to ask them, I suppose. I did. I asked him on Sunday morning before worship. <laughs> mm -hmm. One of the questions I asked your dad was, has Damon shared any delicious uh, beer with you? Since uh, that's what Damon does. He, he, in addition to being an associate pastor, he brews good beer. And your dad said he had not yet been offered any beer as of Sunday morning. That's not true. <laughs> it was offered. Okay, well, maybe 
he said they might be having some Sunday afternoon. Did they have any Sunday afternoon? Mm-mm. And I'm I, I'm I'm wondering whether you honored your father and mother. I may not have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how would I know? I I wouldn't know. So like, the idea that it's well, it's just, you know it's just pretty basic. It's just pretty straightforward. You just read that and then you'll know what to do. Um, I I think is not really always practical and doesn't mm-hmm. really always line up um, with a person's life. Even, uh, you know, a commandment that we take to be pretty, pretty basic, right. <laughs> and, and rather truthful um, to love your neighbor. Okay. Well, what does that mean to, to love my neighbor and, and how, and like the disciples ask these sorts of questions, right. A lot. Um, and Jesus does a lot, a lot of his teaching ministry is expounding upon or mm-hmm. uh, giving examples or oftentimes in the form of parables mm-hmm. um, to, yeah. to teach these concepts, to, to give practical real world examples, because the simple phrase is not sufficient. Jesus realizes that his disciples and those who are listening need more of an explanation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you've ever like looked at a roadmap, the roadmap makes it everything look Oh, this is pretty simple. Well, this is pretty. I'm just gonna get this road to this road, and then that road to that road, right? But then you get there, and the exit doesn't make any sense, or it doesn't look. Oh, I gotta take. Wait, I have to take this exit to get to that exit. Do I take 41A or 41B? And 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 it doesn't tell you necessarily if the roads are paved or not. So uh, we we had friends come visit us in May. And they flew into the Kearney airport and we had left a car there for them. And they, they plugged our address into their GPS and started driving from the Kearney airport. And they were not anticipating they were going to be driving on gravel roads because they looked on the map and sure. it just, it showed on the most direct route, the least amount of time. And they, they, they set off and before they knew it, they were driving on a gravel road because the roadmap didn't tell them that it was gravel and they weren't anticipating that. And, and, and it turns out you got to slow down on a gravel road because, you know, it's gravel. Uh, at least hopefully you slow down on a gravel road. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, no, I, I, I see. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to come around to your understanding that a roadmap might be a, a, a metaphor and frankly, a, a not as, not as clear metaphor as we might hope. Yeah. For. It's yeah. It's at least a roadmap is a simplified version of, of the lived reality. And the, the world is more complex than that simplified version. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of, um, you know, the, uh, you know, forgive your, forgive your enemies, <laughs> whatever that is. Right. And the disciples asking, well, how often do I have to forgive? Is like seven, seven times? times enough. Is it, Seven times seven, like how, you know, um, yeah. So there is, there is always interpreting and applying to be done and, and pondering, I think to be done when we're, I'm going to follow the, I'm going to follow the Bible as, as my roadmap. Okay. Uh, How, what, 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 what does that what does yep. that actually mean? And it means that you're going to 
live in an intentional community called a church and you're going to study God's word together and the impact that it places on your lives. And you're going to think through these verses with other people and, and have discussions and interpret and ask questions because it's not as clear cut as, mm-hmm. uh, as we may always like it to be. Yeah. There must be a, like a catechism question that has something to do with like, what is the role and purpose of the Holy scripture? Do you off the top of your head? Mm. Okay. Cause I would be curious. Maybe I'll have to go and find something along those lines. Unless it's a more modern, like if you're talking Westminster uh, catechism, it may be a little more um, unequivocal than you would want. Well, the, I think it, it probably would be. And I would think that it would s- s- say something to the effect like, that the scriptures exist to reveal God to us mm. in, in some way. I would just be curious if that answer includes uh, the scriptures exist to offer you instruction for how to live, live your life. Cause I yeah. think that makes a difference as well. Right. Absolutely. Some of the, some of the scripture is pretty instructional yep. and, and some of it is story mm-hmm. uh, and, and poetry and all kinds of different other stuff. So that I think is um, more difficult sometimes to apply to our lives than we might really think. And other times it might call us to roads that we really don't actually want to travel. Like if this, if this road leads to the cross and if we all have the cross to bear, I'm not really sure that I want to travel on that road. Yeah. You're looking for something. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were trying to Google my catechism question. No, I think with these new mics, if I was googling, you'd hear my keystrokes. <laughs> Got you. Um, what else? Anything else? I I don't know, uh, Damon. I uh, I think there's a lot of material here to to preach, and I think uh, I think I'm excited to hear some bluegrass slash Americana music in our sanctuary this Sunday, uh, following on the heels of some jazz slash big band music that we were able to appreciate yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excuse me. So I, I think that is that this will preach in some way, shape or form, and maybe it's time to switch gears. Let's do that. All right. What, what is going on in the life of our church? You want me to go? Yeah, you better go. Okay. Uh, well, we've uh, we've just had a fun June. So the first Sunday of June, we did Pentecost in the park with three other churches uh, yesterday. The second Sunday in June, which was June 12th, we had a, a jazz slash big band help uh, provide all of our worship music. Uh, if you missed that Sunday, I would advise going and finding it on Facebook Live I've also uh, uploaded it to YouTube. So you can go to our church's YouTube channel, which is where some of you are watching this particular podcast. So just find, um, and you start listening to the recording and you th- of the worship service and you think you're hearing a, like a recording of a big band, but it's actually live. <laughs> like on Sunday morning, we had a big band 
in our memorial room leading worship and the quality of music was just off the charts and it was a lot of fun and they played some very traditional sacred music hymns that we all know and love and they did it in a big band style and it was outstanding so that was uh that was yesterday this upcoming sunday june 19th uh we have uh, we're calling it bluegrass or americana sunday we have Gracie's uncles and they're going to be providing some of the worship music in addition to this song that will be part of the scripture or the sermon rather. Uh, and then the following Sunday, June 26th, we're calling it folk Sunday. Uh, and we're going to have a folk band playing here in our sanctuary. That folk band is called the Talbot brothers. Uh, they're a band that plays here around Nebraska a lot. They're from Nebraska. They live in Portland now, but they're headlining a music festival here in Hastings called the Flatwater music festival on Saturday night. And I talked them into coming in and helping us lead worship on Sunday, June 26th. So that's the next two weeks. Uh, and then starting in July, we are going to, um, we're going to restart our worship in the park service in Alexander Park. That's something we did the last two summers due to COVID. And by popular demand, uh, we are going to be doing that again for uh, July and the first part of August. And so you can catch a worship in the park service at 9 a.m. or our traditional service in the sanctuary at 10.30 a.m. for the entire month of July. So hope you can join us for that. Uh, what else is going on in the life of the church that we need to be thinking about, Damon? Well, starting on June 27th, the 27th, 28th, and 29th in the mornings from 8.30 to 11.30, I remember from, the, uh, from looking at the poster last week, is Vacation Bible School. Uh, whose theme is food truck party. Uh, and last I also week, remember that. when we were trying to come up with it, I did say food truck <clears throat> fiesta. Yeah, I remember so we mentioned that. Bilingually speaking, I was not incorrect. We yeah. did land on the correct name without knowing the correct name. Yeah, we got it. We're good. We're, <laughs> we're not in any... Uh, I don't think that technically we can be reprimanded in in any way, shape, or form, I would yeah. say. So... Uh, so, uh, food truck party, June 27, 28, 29, 8.30 to 11.30. I believe that there is still time to register children to attend. I believe that there is still time to volunteer to assist as well. So, uh, so that's coming up in the month of June. Yeah. And, uh, Yeah. Check out the church calendar, lots of other stuff. We're, we're continuing to do some youth fellowship events over the summer. We're doing um, some barbecues at people's houses for uh, the high school youth. And then the middle school youth are meeting once a week, right? Damon, you're taking the boys and doing some stuff in the park with them. And Rose yeah. is meeting with the girls at a coffee shop. Is that right? Yep. yep. So if you've, if you've got youth in the middle school or high school age range and you haven't heard about these events, reach out to the church. We can give you details. If you have heard about these events, we hope you're sending your youth and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Send your youth. <laughs> um, anything else? I think that's about it. Should that's... we close in prayer? Yeah, let's do that. I'll do that. How's All that right. sound? Sounds great. Okay. Loving and gracious God. Thank you for journeying with us through this life. Thank you for being with us in times when our lives and our choices seem clear and obvious. Thank you for being with us when our lives and our choices uh, seem just 
I don't know, to be happening at random when we feel as though we are lost, alone, uncertain in the world. Thank you for traveling with us along the way. In your gracious and loving name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Then with all of those things said and done, until next time, toodaloo.